beginning with page 131. The Sefer Kuzari Rabbi Levi has just given a mashal for our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ultimate reward and something that we will have in its most intense form in Olam Haba, but something that a person can actually taste or develop, see to some degree while still alive, and that is connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Nevuah or other ways. And he gave a mashal about a group of friends who were together stuck in the desert, and one of them goes out to seek help and makes it to the big city and meets the king, and the king recognizes this person as a, a descendant of people who were very close to him and helps the person and sends back his attendance to the person and gifts and people who know how to find the king when when necessary. And when the, the person and his attendants come back to the desert, back to the group, they build a, a big palace to honor the people and they, they accept the gifts. And the king has placed, you know, rules that he accepts these people to follow. And they willingly accept the rules and, and join the, the king's, uh, the, the kingdom, so to speak, because they know that by keeping the king's rules and staying in his good graces, they are assured a direct connection to the king. And the, the nimshal is the people in the desert are the Jewish people. The desert is obviously this world. The king is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the one person who went and found the palace is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's ancestors obviously are the Avos and Imahos, and the gifts that, that Moshe Rabbeinu brought back are the Luchos, and the commandments of the king, the Torah, and through that Torah, we have a direct line, a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was his, that was his mashal. On page 131, he says like this, People from other religions, um, specifically religions which derive from Judaism, they were never witness to any of this. It didn't happen to their ancestors. But they would tell their people that you should follow the king of India just as the Jewish people did. He says that other religions base themselves on the Jewish claim, which is based on what we experienced and saw. And other religions built their claims primarily on the Jewish teaching and then built on that a statement, if you don't commit yourselves to the king, he'll distance himself from you and you'll be tortured after you die. And this threat caused many to join. They were afraid of eternal death. But he says also many have challenged the, the other religions claims and said, and this is a logical challenge, that how do we know it's true? Nobody's ever returned from the dead to tell us what's going to happen after death. It's not compelling evidence, right? In this world, in his words, no one's ever returned from the dead to tell us that he's gone to Ganeden or Gehenna. But people accept because they're, they're, they feel, they feel, uh, intimidated into into accepting this. Page 132. But he says, what's a better claim? 
a claim like other religions have about everything that you'll experience after death that nobody can verify, or a claim about the experience, the afterlife experience, which already exists to some degree in this world, which is our claim of prophecy. And this is something that not just Nevi'im, there are holy people. If you've ever met a very holy person, I remember in 1995 when I met Rav Shach, there was something very obviously otherworldly about him. When you meet very holy people, you see maybe not exactly what Nevi'im are, but you see something beyond this world, which reminds you that there is more to a person than the physical, and there's more to this world than what's right in front of us. Our belief is in the world to come. So basically, his statement is that our belief in Olam Haba is something that can already be seen and verified to an extent in Olam Haza.